We are live for the first time. The original Tiger King, Rob McIntyre, Lookout Ladies, live and unfiltered. You ask for it, you get it. Welcome to the I don't know that we have much of a filter generally. Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. This is our first live YouTube episode. We pulled this off last minute. I shouldn't jinx it and say we pulled it off because we are... <laughs> we haven't finished <laughs> yet. Until this is actually we done, last we can't say anything. If our last episode is, indi- if our last episode is any indication, we cannot count these things as Hey, you know what? I salvaged that show, man. I spent two and a half hours and somehow cranked out something that sounded good. So, you know, we're gonna we're just going to keep the good luck rolling here. Yeah, if you want to hear three people immediately launch into an argument... I. I listened to it back. We went from like zero to a hundred on Christopher Columbus <laughs> in like the matter of seconds. Well, when, so you, if you when like Rob to... confused the pilgrims with the... I, I did not confuse anything. <laughs> you said the pilgrims, the pilgrims came are, over on the Santa Maria, well, which is not correct. I, I understand the pilgrims are typically referred to as people who migrate to the US, but pilgrim is also just a noun. It's like immigrant. It's like somebody who goes for religious reasons to a different place. I love to see Rob backing up his boat on this one. No, please. Uh, so if you would like to listen to that conversation, if you would like to listen to more extra content, you can subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd love you if you'd subscribe. We're trying to, you know, do a little bit more with YouTube. But let's talk about it. Challenge USA, Season 1, Episode 8. Rob, if you had to guess what my two takeaways coming out of this episode are, what would you think that they are? Uh, Missions sucked, for one. I think that's a big takeaway. Uh, Two, I don't know what the other second biggest one would be, necessarily. Uh, That's kind of what I got. The mission definitely sucked, but I think I I had two takeaways that were bigger than that, right? Because at this point, okay. the mission not being great is almost an expectation, unfortunately. We've gotten to that, that point that we can't really uh, expect much from what they give us at that from that portion of the show. I think my biggest takeaways coming out of this episode are, one, Angela's pretty fucking good, and two, Sarah has given us some Jordan Wisely level of delusion when it comes to her overall ability in the game. And I think the editors really kind of hammered that home in episode eight. Oh, oh yeah. see, my thing is, I think, I, here's my larger takeaway from this. I think Justine is going to win for the women's side. I think that Angela's consistently <laughs> been in a position. I think Angela has consistently been shown as sort of the focal point, but she's also been winning consistently. She kind of has to be. Justine is the person they've been sprinkling in constantly, like, oh, Justine's really good. People underrate Justine. Yada yada, she's getting mixed in. She's getting mixed in a lot. So I, I, she is actually my pick to win. But I, Angela I, is also very good. I get what you're saying. So you're talking about the confessional that David had this episode, where they randomly talked about that one just, in particular. Yeah, they randomly brought up how Justine is really good, and David said that behind Angela, she's the second best woman in the house. When really, I don't think that there was any point to have them add that to the show, right? Like what, what? I don't even remember the exact context of what they were talking about when they had that confessional. And she doesn't even like place in the mission; like she's just in the middle somewhere. Correct. Someone yeah. Else? So I, I, she she is my she is my pick to win at this point. I don't know if I can get any odds on a bet on that, Devin. Uh, what are no. you thinking about with uh, no. that? No. Why not? 
Because I don't, I don't think not? that's crazy at all. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you could give me, you give me fair odds then. Are you, you going to give me odds on Tyson to win? Uh, okay. I would think about it. But so, so, someone in the, YouTube... the odds be for Justine? Let, let me think about that too. We'll, we'll come back next week with odds. We'll present them to each other. Someone in the YouTube chat is saying uh, Rob's phone is getting hotter by the second, which is <laughs> probably a valid statement. It's probably a valid statement, yes. Uh, I mean, so a lot of the things for this episode, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about Hall Brawl. I'm sure you guys have seen by now the stuff with the interviews where Tyson and Leo both said the producers were like, they weren't going to do, say they weren't going to do Hall Brawl. And they did Hall Brawl. Um, and that, that was sort of my other big takeaway. I, I felt bad for Leo in this position. He, he had performed much better than I think anybody would have expected at this point. And then to get the one elimination where it's like, well, the little you're guy's like going to lose. Away from the guy. <laughs> yeah, you're like eight weeks away from the guy. Like you can try to dive at Enzo's legs. I mean, Enzo's old and injured, but there wasn't much he could do. Do you think that's the yeah, reason? I don't. Do you think that was one of the contributing reasons why he was so salty? at the end of the episode and didn't yeah, come out. I'm sure. If, if production told them that they weren't going to do it, and then it's, it's also like, this is the one limit. This one or a reverse opinion. You guys are both leaving all over the place. We're Our dogs are being ridiculous. Here. Let's just leave it. We're just going to keep mine, mine is upstairs. Um, but outside of this or like reverse tug of war or something, like there's just not much you can do. Particularly with, I feel like if they actually gave them more space or like more space inside the hall where you could kind of get around or something, maybe that'd be a little bit different. Or if it was kind of like the Oppenheim where it's running around in a circle. But with this one, I mean, they're like eight feet from each other. You know, you only have so much you can do here. Yeah. I, I mean, I do. It, it's one of those funny things. I've seen so many people saying, oh, that's so bad of production to lie to them. I'm like, these people haven't been on the challenge before. Production lies all the damn time. Like, I mean, if they had been able to talk to any cast members that would be one of the things that they tell them all the time is like look production will lie to you on a regular basis and not even think twice about it yeah i mean we've talked about that we've brought that up before about times where production has explicitly lied to the cast this didn't necessarily yeah. take place on air but there have been inc incidences at least one in recent memory where they explicitly lie to the cast and I don't know why, right? And it's e it's even interesting that they add those moments to the show, at least the one that I'm thinking of. There was the yeah. it was the moment from one of the All Star seasons. I would have to think more about exactly what it was. But do you remember well, I can tell you a Rob? big lie that that production told everybody for All Stars one. They told them in the casting of the show that this is going to be a really toned down challenge, and they're going to be more like the old school challenges, and that's what they sold the cast on. And then they actually get there, and it's like, oh, shit, this is the real challenge. There's, you know, a few modifications here and there, but the cast was blindsided because it was way more physically competitive. And when they had um, pole wrestle as the first elimination, the cast realized, oh, production just flat out lied to us about the format of the show. Well, my thing is that's pretty subjective to say, oh, it's more formatted like the old challenge. You can say, oh, they melted the ice with the bodies and stuff. So that is more like the old challenge. With this, if they... Especially if they told them that before they went and were like, oh, we're not going to do a hall brawl. I mean, because a lot of this cast is older. Like, they might not want to risk concussions and CTE going on to the show. So if they're told that before they go on and then they're popped up when it's on there, I, I can definitely see being upset. I'm sure, I'm sure Leo was also just upset at the rest of the cast, too. Like, I mean, just for I putting mean, him in that position. He's been the elimination whipping boy all season, and he can be salty about it. But you know what, dude? That's the freaking challenge at this point, you know? there's always going to be someone who's the easy throw in. And because Leo had been thrown in so many times and had very few allies, 
the right move in this situation is make as little waves as possible. And in that, and by throwing in Leo, you piss off no Alliance people. You piss off no one in the opposing Alliance and you all live to fight another day. For Angela, I think it's the definite right move, but from the perspective of Ben, I mean, we saw his confessional early in the episode where he talks about how he needs to work with Tyson, which I don't, Someone I don't understand why. Exactly, exactly <laughs> I know. Why under, do we show that, that was from this episode? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's. I think there. I think you there was. Probably said this from before. I, think I didn't it, check outfits on it. I think that there. I don't even. I think there was information within that confessional that made it seem like it was part of this point in time too. I'm not sure on okay. that, but I don't remember thinking when I heard his confessional that it seemed like that was completely out of place. I understand what you're saying though. Yeah. So, the vibe that I got is it is in place because they were talking about the survivor men are now sticking together. And it also feels like the only survivor man that's got Sarah's back is Ben. That's what I took away from last our Wednesday night when we watched this. Let's talk yeah, about that. That was my other big takeaway was that proposal Angela tried to lay out, which was as complicated as a complicated as a, a treaty of the Treaty of Paris or something. She, the way she laid it out was not the most straightforward. I had to watch it multiple times, but no. fundamentally, fun, fundamentally, all it is is that the survivor men will protect her, and her and, well will protect her and Alyssa, and Alyssa and her will protect the survivor men. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Yep. Yeah, I don't see why she had to portray it as so disjointed. I think I it think was she, just big braining in the house. Like you're just in that probably. house and you're just big braining it instead of. I think. Just what, I think it's. It with, I feel like Ben is the type of person where you just like take a whiteboard, draw. Okay, these are the six people on the line <laughs> protect each other, and then he's like, "All right, I got that. I don't know. I don't need any of this other stuff." I think it makes sense though because I think what she wanted to try and emphasize was that even though that they are now aligned, David and Enzo are still a notch above in the alliance than the rest of them i think that that's what she was trying to communicate who's the rest then the survivor men so you're saying that in her lines as it stands well no i mean i guess it's not necessarily true because what she was saying was unless what did she say again like it was like unless god only knows i mean she because she didn't mention david and angela still being part of the group i'm like well there's nobody left then you gotta throw in leo this episode he's gone who there's all that's left is survivor guys and and enzo and david I so think I at know, the I end of the day, what, what's happening here is we're seeing how Big Brother really works, okay? Big Brother is going to backstab you and flow with the alliances as they are most advantageous. So from Alyssa and Angela's perspective now, they've got the Survivor Men protecting them. They have their quote-unquote Big Brother people left. Because how many Love Island guys are left? Like one? Zero? No, there's none. There's, there's no, none. There's no, that's the only people left. That's what I'm saying. Leo's gone, so it's just survivors. So at some point, they're going to have to piss off either the survivor men or their okay. existing Big Brother Alliance members. Like, this is not going to be – it's the right strategy for this week, but there's no way she can actually keep this promise. Like, there's no well, Maybe way. they just don't win. What if they just don't win going forward? Well, then you're taking your life in your hands a little bit. But they also see that they've got nutty, nutcase, delusional Sarah being Jordan wisely. I mean, she sounds like she's going to throw herself in next week or purposely lose the challenge to go into elimination. Dude, so oh, she, before she we is... wanted that really quick, it's just really quick. So, so I, what, my thing is what they could do is on female elimination days, they actually try to win because they could win and then not have to burn one of those guys. Mm-hmm. But then on male elimination days, they just 
low key don't, don't win. Really try that much. Yeah, don't win, don't get power, and then it's like, oh, we're still keeping our agreement in place because we're we don't have to cut yeah. anybody. But so that would work. And w- the one thing, sorry, before we get any further on this, um, the one big p- piece of information that I took away is that there are three eliminations left. They said that twice. So apparently production let them know there's two men's eliminations and two female eliminations. So we've done one male. So we're looking at only one more male day. She has to keep that promise. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really get what the promise is. In, I watched it three times last night, and so I think that speaks to... I mean, it sounds like if they get to a male day and Angela or Alyssa win, they're going to have to throw in Enzo. Or David. Yeah, because I guess that was the point. That was, it was unless David or Enzo win, which is not likely at this point, even though David won. I think he had Enzo, a good partner. The idea, the idea that Enzo wins is exceedingly unlikely. How many times has he taken last this season? Just once? He said two. Was he thrown in or was he last the other one he went into? I believe he was last because I don't he didn't even compete. Remember. remember, he didn't swing across the screen. He was last because Xavier gets thrown in that episode. That's what it is. Xavier and um, mm-hmm. Shan get thrown in. The... Yeah, I don't... I definitely like for... All right, I, I... So, all right, let's talk about the Sarah delusion. We can talk about Hall Brawl later. Let's talk about the Sarah delusion. She has two moments this episode that I think are absolutely outrageous, right? The first one that is kind of the, the appetizer to the main course of what happens here is that she says she doesn't think that Angela has proven herself and she's had the easiest ride here. And if she is of the belief that Angela hasn't proven herself at this point in time, then in her mind, no one on the show has fucking proven herself. Because she yeah, no, no won, female like, what, has. four dailies at this to, point? To, to this point, she's been the most dominant female from a physical, and I would even argue strategic perspective. Political I think the only, perspective, yeah. Yeah, overall strategic and political perspective, because I think the only other woman that you could make that argument for from a strategic and, poli- and political perspective is Alyssa. And so, overall, I think Angela has by far proven herself more than any other woman this season. I don't understand what the argument would be opposed to that. I'd, I'd be curious as to she didn't really give reasons for herself, did she? Like, who, and then who? Yeah, again, like who would she say has proven herself amongst the women of the cast? I just, I, I don't know. That's why it's delusional. Like, I just don't get it. Like, Angela or Alyssa have won the majority of the daily missions. So, how many has Alyssa won? One, I think. I don't know if we can really push her. But, 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 but if you lump them, all, if you lump them in, also won the majority of the what I'm saying is, is it's a package deal. So if you add up what Angela and Alyssa have done from a daily mission win perspective, they're the females that have won the majority of these dailies. And so to sit there and say that Angela hasn't proven herself, like, guess what, Sarah? Going into elimination just proves you can win elimination. There's more to this game than proving yourself in elimination. As a matter of fact, one of the best strategies in the fucking challenge is never go in elimination. Ever. Ever, ever. What What do we think the, the end game of the two of them is? Between who? Angela and Sarah. Like, do we think there's some sort of culmination at some point? Or not really? I don't think that no. there is. I don't think Angela's going to even sniff an elimination in the two times she's going to be eligible. Like, the alliances that she has lined up, as well as her performance, the likelihood of that happening is insanely small. I'm curious if Sarah would ask for her if Sarah ends up in elimination at some point. I think it's so crazy. Let's get on to the next 
part about Sarah. The th- this is really where she. This is just odd. This is Jordan level. I, I think this is probably beyond Jordan level. Uh, Jordan Sarah wants to go into elimination versus Enzo. She wants to even. Th- there's there's so many issues with this, right? Like this isn't isn't allowed. I can't imagine. Right? Oh, they would definitely allow this, dude. One hundred percent. No, they wouldn't. Yes, they would. That would mess up the, no, that would completely mess up the numbers. They of the don't game. give a fuck. This is this is a fucking TV show, Rob. They would one thousand. They wouldn't do no it. No one would ever For forget Hall this. I think they would probably let it slide because the thing is, like Enzo's not going to go out. They can do Enzo's it. not going to go out there and kill her. You know, like he's not. Dude, like he Enzo, he's going to be tentative and scared as hell. Yeah, like yeah. he's. I think he's probably going to yeah. like. Because he's way bigger than her. Two. I think what's going to go on is like he's going to go up there and kind of like grab her and just like pull her back out the other end. Like I think that's what's going to happen. He's, I don't think he's that capable of that, to be honest. He's way bigger than her, dude. I know he's way bigger, but like he was way bigger than Leo. Is smaller than Sarah was, and he wasn't like Leo. He's, yeah, but I mean, Leo's second. But Sarah's down, not. But. Sarah's not stronger than Leo. No, she's not. I again, I don't know. I I don't think they let it apply. I think it would be like we clean up the format of the game. Like it just there's so many issues with it. Then how, how do you have to find some way to correct for it? I think they would just figure it. I, out. I don't think they let her do it. I think one thousand percent they would figure it. it out. So well, it would I, be I a bad. Let me put it this way though: it would be a bad look for production to allow this to happen because if Enzo yeah. handily beats her, then you're going to hear an outcry from the the idiots on social media going, "They should have never allowed this to happen. They should have blah, well, blah, 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 blah 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 blah." But this is I also the double edged sword, okay? And this is why I think a lot of social media and Twitter is just bullshit at this point. And it's like these fucking people are never happy no matter what you fucking do. So just fucking Live show trace. All right. I know. And I don't give a fuck. Here we go. All right. We put this on the regular show, show anyway. What does it matter? I would. I am. Oh, I, I will I stand joking. behind this rant and you can cancel me all the hell you want. Okay. All the little people on social media are like, it's so brave of Sarah. And it's so great. Look how tough and strong she is wanting to go in against the men. But then if she goes in and loses, those same exact fucking people are going to sit there and bitch about how they never should have allowed that in the first place. So you know what? Shut up. Well, she, she's also wrong, which is the other thing with this. Like the first God. elimination was Sarah Grayson beating uh, David Bloom. Yeah, that. but I don't expect Sarah to even have gone back and researched <laughs> like, well, the Gauntlet but, uh, 1 because the only way to claim. get it is through torrent sites or illegal means. But then, then don't claim, make that claim if you actually don't know. Like, she clearly she doesn't know. Got she watched two seasons and thinks she's an expert. That's why I love or Devin's it, analogy. She's in Jordan Wisely level of delusion on the challenge at this point. It, 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 was, it was just odd. I, I wonder if, like... Again, I really don't think they would let her do it. I just don't think you can let her do it. I think it completely messes up the format of the game. You run into all these other issues. Yeah. Like, I don't even really know how good of a TV, TV moment it would be. Like, they I mean, wouldn't. They, women competing against... They would, dude, they would just try and put it... They would try and put it out there as a, a moment for women and that this is, like, a, a big thing that she's doing this and putting herself on equal footing with a man. And but, that like, she... other shows do this all the time. Yeah, but this is the challenge, right? This is this is completely different. It's a, f- a physical like, competition that she's like... deciding to do this in. And I think they that's... Definitely, this was honestly probably best case. I don't know. So they, de- I think they definitely wanted it. I think they definitely would have let it happen, and they would have figured it out later. I don't think they would have because they're this close to the end of the season. It really like they could figure something out. But the reason why, let's talk about the real reason why this is nuts for Sarah. So early in this episode, she brings up in a conversation with Cash and I believe someone else that she is the only woman left. That is not qualified for the final. So she mm-hmm. is the only woman left that's not qualified for the final. 
and there are two eliminations left so if she gets thrown in either one of those she has to go in against another woman that is qualified for the final and as we have seen from seasons past where you have to be qualified in some certain way to make it to the final no one's going to want to go into elimination so i think it's very likely unless angela is somehow able to completely freeze her out of going into elimination, which I don't think she's even really going to want to do because she I don't even know. Though. Like that, that's the thing. I don't, I don't, hold, she, hold on, hold on. Let, right. me fin- let me finish because Go. I don't even know how much of a threat she perceives Sarah to be. Because I think that's to this point completely justified. Sarah's going. I think extremely likely that she's going to get a shot here. I would be very yeah. surprised if she doesn't go in one of the next two eliminations, yes. or if she just wins a mission. Yeah, that, because that, there that, are each week. There's less and less women left. Yeah. The, the Sarah's optimal strategy at this point, and the only way that Angela could big brain her out of it, is if Sarah throws the challenge, and then <laughs> Angela ain't gonna throw a challenge to keep Sarah out. Let's be real. So here's what you do: you try to make it so that Sarah throws the challenge, comes in last place, and then you go to your alliance friends and say, "Give me cash," and then Sarah mops the floor with cash, and she's qualified for the final. Like you don't need to big brain this and try to do this male-female thing and look like an idiot pumping yourself up like you're really going to go in against Enzo at Hall Brawl. Like, she was all, like, hopping up and down at the elimination. I'm like, girl, I Well, was she I dressed, She you, had the jacket but... on, but I didn't... God. I had the, she had the jacket on, but she didn't have, like, a jersey on under it. Like, again, like, they're not going to let her do this. I just... I, they're, they're just not going to let her do it. So, That's someone why says, I feel like it was a waste of time. It's just, like, why are we spending time on this delusion? Because, like, male and female competitors are, are different it's different leagues at this point, right? Like we've gotten to the stage of the season where they're really not interacting with each other on that level. It's just political. Some Someone says in the chat that uh, the next, I think they meant to say next female elimination day. Uh, is it going to be okay for a, a man to say that they want to go in against cash? Of course. Right? You know? They can't do that. Like if Danny's like, oh yeah, pole wrestle's coming up. Here, let me have at it. Here, somebody no, throw in cash for pole wrestle. I'll do it. Cause here's the yeah, other thing pretty- we're talking about. Like, Danny hasn't qualified for anything yet no. either. So he's going to have to either step up and win something or channel his inner Kiki and do something. Cause good Lord, this dude, he's got to step up at some point and either win a mission because there's no guarantee he's going to get thrown in either. But cause other than Enzo, maybe Dom, like, is Danny going to want to go in against Tyson? Probably not. Well, is he, he going to want to go in? The the other thing that's the other thing though is like can't you just intentionally lose at a certain point? Yeah, like yeah, if Sarah and Danny want to go in and it's their day and like nobody else nobody else wants to lose. All right, fine, TJ, I'm forfeiting. Like I, I want to go in. I'm gonna sit on my hands. Yep. Yeah. He's gonna channel CT and do yoga poses in the middle of the challenge. <laughs> For... Oh yeah, we didn't even bring that up. That that's where this is from. Was the this was the CT yoga pose mission basically from World of Worlds too? Except yeah. you don't have some guy like throwing the other person over to the edge. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Wait. we we talked about this mission, and I'm just going to briefly touch on it. We can move on. I this was probably a really fun worst on the season. It, it it's probably really fun to do. Like I would love to try it. It makes for dog shit television. Like worst one just, of the season by far. Just doesn't awful. work. Like it's just boring. Awful. It's repetitive. People Kevin, are throwing the mission to their I think, friends. No, I agree. It's like 
stop. Just stop these types it's of missions. absolutely ridiculous. With the with the hoses, I don't understand the point of the hose thing either. Like that that was useless to me. And it just ends up being people walking back and forth and putting like little poles in the thing. Like it's just yeah. And I I've mean, said the on, same bro. thing. Like, that, on this the, is ridiculous. I've said the same thing on the flagship show. Like towards the end of the season, where they have things where like people have to run across a balance beam while people throw medicine balls. People aren't going to throw medicine balls for people they want to win. And then they're going to do everything they can to target the people they want to lose. It's just a waste of television. Rob, when you saw that there were safes in the mission before we learned exactly what the safes did, did you just think, <laughs> did you think to yourself, fuck, here we go? <laughs> well, I mean, usually they're, they're pretty discreet about the safes malfunctioning. I definitely had my eyes out if somebody was like, oh, there's, you know, this, uh, David's safe was broken, and then he couldn't access it, and they had to like get the whole production team out there to try to open it up. Like that, that was definitely on the table. But usually they they do, they do a pretty good job at least of hiding that their equipment's broken. Some someone in the chat said that uh, Kiki and Danny for Bloodlines Two or should have been on no. Ride or Die at this point. Yeah, no. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, those are those are. How is I always thought Kiki's was going if to we, be on the if show? If Kiki if Kiki was on the challenge. I mean, the fact that I think we got like five Kiki references tonight. He said it early in the show. He said it during the mission. And then during Hall Brawl, he's like, Kiki, baby. I'm, I'm watching Hall Brawl in person, girl. I'm like, good God. Like, they have to put her on television at this point because she's gotten more screen time than David Alexander. We should have been keeping a running tally of this uh, to this point. Kiki Kiki references versus Leo cat references. What do we think like the running totals are there? Oh, Leo's cat think references Kiki's... have exceeded Kiki at this point. No, I think no. Kiki's got yeah. an edge. I think Dude, Kiki's definitely got They an edge. literally, for the pre-show previously on the challenge this week, had Leo playing with stray cats. My thing is, Leo's cats, I feel like each mention of cats is kind of a bigger deal for Leo. Like, he's talking about how he's going to name the cat after Angela if she doesn't throw him in. He already named a cat after Alyssa, you know, all these things. And then, with, but with, uh, with the Kiki stuff, Kiki's just mixed in, like, constantly. Like, Kiki here, Kiki here, Kiki, you know what I mean? Just, just constantly thrown into every confession. The official Challenge USA drinking game, if Kiki is on there, you don't even need another bingo space because you're hammered by the end of the episode. Just Kiki, <laughs> just take a drink every time Danny or mentions Kiki. You're gonna, you're yeah, drunk. you're going to have to use some pretty low ABVs for that one. So you're Gosh, get you some non-alcoholic brew from Whole Foods or something. Yeah. For a while, it was pretty consistent that every one of his confessionals mentioned Kiki. For a stretch of it's been so almost every one of them. What do you think? What what is the? Is it, is it just a joke to him at this point, or what do you think it is? I think it's a joke to the editors. I think that yeah. that's what it is. Well, do the PAs butter him up with it? You think? No, like, you I think, think he just legitimately him, mentioned her that. This? Yeah, they that definitely much. do. I, they definitely they, do. I think they definitely are at this point. They have yeah. to be. It's like, oh, like what would Kiki think about this elimination? What would you know? All that, like that's what they would be doing. He got a lot of uh, screen time this episode. He had a, a ton of confessionals, especially when. They get to the elimination and see that it's Hall Brawl. <laughs> Danny was in Hall Brawl. It would be unfair to everyone on the cast. You have a legitimate NFL player in Hall Brawl Dude. against one of these people. I'm going to do with Fessy. Oh, Fessy played college football as a tight end. Yeah, Danny would he, smoke Fessy. When he went against Nelson, it was like fucked up. You know? I mean, Nelson did what he could. but it, They it showed a brief tough, clip man. of that last uh, on the Challenge USA of Fessy knocking Nelson in the hype video on the show. I was like, Rob, oh. if, if you had to go, if you were on the show and you had to go into Hall Brawl versus Fessy, would you even do it? Yeah, I would do it. 
Oh my god. Just go low, I dog. would do it too, but you know what I would I do? I mean, look, I've got a lower ce- I've got a lower center of gravity than You're... he does. Like What are, wait, are you trying it? to talk yourself into you, know, you beating Fessy like... right now? <laughs> no, I'm just saying there's on? some advantages there, there's some advantages I could try to uh yeah. Unless it advance. is a rule that you can't hit below the waist. If it's a because I've not seen a single person in a while try to hit anyone below the waist. I thought Leo kind of tried it too. Dude, well, I think Nelson Leo did when he went against Yeah, Nelson and Nelson and Rogan they both got super low. But this edition of Hall uh, rendition of Hall Brawl with Leo and Enzo, the second time that they collided, like what the fuck was Leo thinking? He was pretty much standing straight up. He, he must have just been back. done. It was because the first time he, I thought he had a pretty good strategy. It just didn't end up working out. They didn't. Like, he, he, they didn't show the collision the first time. Just show us the fucking collision. Like, what yeah. are you doing? This is so easy. They get what, like, they completely galaxy brain themselves. This is my biggest criticism over whenever they do the hall brawl. Just show us the collision. Don't cut a hundred times back and forth and never show us the moment of impact. This is very easy. I don't get why they decided to. And Rob, you may have an idea on this. Why do you think that on one side it was clear plexiglass and on the other side? There was only a strip that you could view into. Maybe it was for filming reasons that if you're going to like film on the clear side, you want there to be a solid background. So that's that's exactly what through. it is. That's, yeah. that's that, what I would guess. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Lighting. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, to have our hall brawl, this, I mean, if you had Enzo versus Leo hall brawl, it's like the one at the beginning. I mean, that gets probably like the worst matchup you could basically come up with, right? Like the... The old man versus the little guy. It's not what you were looking forward to. I'm really glad that they shortened the distance of the hall. Because that... Why? It I reduces mean, it just, injury. It, like, significantly. Because less it just gives momentum. them less time to speed up and kill each other. I just think they need to space it out a little bit more. Just give you some more room for strategy. Whereas or if, width. If it's this tight to... Yeah, more, more uh, this tight together. Like, there's really nothing you can do. Yeah. It's I why I still maintain the gold standard of Hall Brawl is CJ versus Zach from Battle of the Seasons. The, the, the little guy had a good strategy until the bigger guy figured out how to counteract it. it but, I mean, even with that, I mean, CJ does win more rounds than Zach does. It's just that Sam steamrolled Jasmine, so then yep. he, uh, he was working from a deficit. Someone yep. in the chat says, uh, pay-per-view, Danny versus Fessy in Hall Brawl. Yeah, people have mentioned good. that. Uh, it would be good. I think Danny would it, smoke him, but I think it would be good. Well, what's the weight difference between the two of them right now? I don't even care about the weight difference. Fessy played Division Three ball or something, right? No, he was higher level than that. Okay, and, like, I mean, and then you've got a guy who played for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, but it's, it's a safety mat- versus a tight end. Yeah, so. it's just mat- all that matters is size. Yeah. Like, uh, what is it, Danny uh, okay. McRae? Wait, what's your guess on how much Danny weighs? Oh, he's got to be two thirty. Well, what are we gonna get? Are we gonna get his NFL weight or his weight now? Yeah, and we can adjust it down. I mean, that's all we're gonna get for Fessy. I would have said in his prime, uh, he was two thirty. I would have gone a bit above that. He's like a big man. He's listed at two fifteen. Really? That's it. On, so he's on probably, NFL. Six one. I think I might give it to Fessy then. That's not that, that means much weight he probably now, at that time had like two percent body fat. So he probably weighs more now because he's got more. Not body necessarily. Fat. Like Dude, if you, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Fessy for sure. Fessy's six six yeah. five. Yeah, he's bigger than him. And also, Trace, it doesn't mean he has two percent body fat necessarily. Like if you have really high muscle mass, then you're going to weigh more. Yeah, I just think that trying to say that someone who played in the NFL would lose to someone who didn't in this. 
is a hard reach for well, me. CJ was an NFL punter. Right, but punters don't tackle. If you watched a punter tackle, it's one of the I funniest like things I mean, you'll ever see in college football, watching a college my punter. My thing is, like, if it's a safety, if it's a different role, then, like, each position is so distinct in the NFL. Like, a safety is completely different from you know, an edge rusher versus a defensive tackle versus, you know, a right guard or something. Right. Like, all such different roles. Like, if you're a safety, you can be like a Tyrion Matthew type, but you're really not that big. Yeah, but I, I would say that from this particular role of a safety, you either have to be able to do man-man coverage or you've got to be able to open field tackle and zone. Okay. I, I, th- I think Fessy would win. That, that's okay. I disagree, and I would put money on Danny and not even hesitate. Okay. All right. What else do we want to touch on from this episode? We talked about the Sarah delusion. We talked about Hall Brawl. We talked about the shitty mission. I guess we have. Let's focus about... a little on Leo's saltiness for a minute. Okay. Um, okay. Is this the first time we've seen someone lose and not be injured and refuse to come out for the goodbye? Uh, I'm trying to think. Because we've like had people was... not be there for injury reasons, but I just don't remember someone being so salty. Like even Trey and Zach, after they got DQ'd at Rivals Two, at least came out for the official you know, the official thing they always do. This, to me, seems like the first time I've seen even Bananas, after getting backpacks, stayed for the um, the the send-out or whatever. I've not, I can't well, remember other, an instance. My other thing is, you don't always, always get taken off screen, though, like he did. They what? Like, you know I, what I mean? Like, usually if you, like, Laurel versus Ninja, for example, Laurel never leaves the Elimination Arena from what we see. She stays in the same spot. Whereas Leo got taken off screen, I assume, to be treated for injury because it's freaking hall brawl and the guy is much smaller than the other dude. So I think once to say it wasn't exactly for injury, like that had have to be somewhat of a factor. Well, they had you, the little always voice. Taken off screen. They had the production voice guy going like, hey, do you not want to come out and say goodbye to everybody? And Louis, Leo went, no, not well, interested. No, it, was Kay- it was Kayla. Kayla goes out there and asks him to come back out. And he pretty much said that he didn't think that there was any reason for him to. Um. I kind of like it, to be honest. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't mind the saltiness. Yeah, I don't really care. I mean... I don't really care, but, it like, I don't think Leo was going to show back up on the main show, nor do I think he's going to get an All-Stars call, nor do oh, I think I he know. would ever show up for USA. I think he could be uh, on I think again. He's in the, I, th- I think he definitely could be on again. Well, he, a... he better teach his girlfriend how to run the credit card machine, then. <laughs> when, 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 th- when, when you think back about Challenge USA years from now one of the things that you will remember is leo and the cats right Sad. yeah and i mean he was a big part of the season to this point he was he really like i mean was. all those guys said there hasn't been a ton of huge characters outside of tyson he, he was about as big as anybody didn't he go into four eliminations and win three no three he he, 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 he won three, the one two. with sarah he won the one with Alyssa the other week and then well he won the week, one with oh, no, james and kayla won the first one that's right yeah yeah rob if you were pretty... he just he Go ahead. I was just gonna say he just needs to break up with credit card lady and, and oh. date the E Harmony girl that loves cats. But that's that's my main takeaway from the season. <laughs> that was a great video. <laughs> it's a fantastic yeah. video. If nobody knows what I'm talking about, just search. E Go E-Harmony back to Discord. Cats. It's in there. Hey, E Harmony cats, and then watch the NBA grad who starts crying because she can't hug every cat. If you are pretty convinced that you think Justine is going to win, I think I'm pretty convinced that Tyson is going to win. I don't think that any was, anyone is going to take a shot at him based off of the narrative that the editors have built up for us at this point. 
There's and also only one elimination left for the men, so like it do you really think that anyone is going to risk going in against Tyson? I guess Danny kind of ha- might have to, but if I'm Danny, I'm pulling Enzo in. And based off of kind of I feel like the for a lack of a better word vibe that has come from Tyson post show, it just seems like he's going to win. I don't think he would be behaving the way that he's behaved if he didn't win, because I think he would. Really? Just, I think he would just look absolutely terrible if he did. Why? Just because he's been so ego boasting of himself. Yeah, and talking about how. I mean, even did you listen to the conversation that he had with Johnny last week? I didn't I, listen I did. to it yet. It's on my queue to listen it's, to it. It's really good. Uh, but the way that he was talking to him just made me come away from it and think, okay, like this is, this, this and is it's a not, foregone conclusion. And it's not like he is going against any, and it's not like he revealed anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. about what happens in the show. But when you factor all of that in with how they've been editing him this season, about how he's performed to this point, and the pretty much like schoolyard of layups that he's going to go against from now well, until that's the big thing episode 11 i don't get i i don't get what the argument would be to the to think otherwise and unless some someone i think would be able to portray a compelling argument for me for dom i just don't think that would be enough to outweigh why i think tyson is the favorite yeah it's just that the rest of these guys just suck Right? Like, I mean, let's be real here. Like, it's, all the other people we thought were decent contenders have, are gone by now. Danny's the other person we expected would be an athletic threat, but he really hasn't done a ton to show that. And everybody else, I mean, like, it, I think you could have made the argument that Leo, Enzo, David, and David, Ben, and Dom were like the bottom five or six competitors or so heading into the season. Like, they really were. Like, I, it, I, I it's. So it's it, it, these guys are just so bad. I think he's. I mean, he's a clear favorite for sure. I, I don't know what the argument would be against that necessarily. Yeah, I think what'll be really interesting though is the way he has talked about production and things like that. I mean, if he wins this, he's contractually obligated to show up for Battle of the Champions. Essentially, it's true. So it'll be really yeah, interesting true. to see how he's portrayed and treated by people when that comes around. Someone in the chat uh, mentioned that. Everyone thought that after elimination, Leo had to go to the hospital. And that's why Kayla was crying, is because they thought that he was injured and uh, he had to be taken off. Um, I mean, compared to what other people have sustained injuries, to other people have sustained in Hall Brawl or Paul Wrestle or, you know, like balls and like those types of eliminations. Like he, he looked better than Jay did after Rogan hit him. Someone else also said that. Uh, he was upset that production wouldn't let him make daily phone calls like they told him he would be able to, which I think is awesome. Uh, Once again, yeah, production lied to him. Shocking. Shocking. My thing is, like, yeah, it is It is surprising, but we can't expect everyone to have a full 100% knowledge of the show going in. And, like, if they tell him he's allowed to do that, they should be allowed to do that. If that's what he needs for his business. And I think that's where a lot of the angst from this cast toward production is coming from, is they just didn't think production was lying to them. And it's like, yeah, no, the challenge producers lie all the fucking time. Like, it, it happens. <laughs> Another interesting decision that the editors in production made for this season, at least as far as the Sarah Ben Tyson dynamic, someone mentioned it in the chat, and I think we may have touched on this briefly before, but apparently after the 
Sarah and uh, Tyson issue that they had where Tyson throws in Sarah or throws in Sarah to elimination. Ben and Tyson got into a fight that night that was escalated to the point where production had to come in and separate them. Did either of you know Why that? Why aren't they showing this? I don't know. That's that is good TV. That's it. what I want to see. Forget the delusional Sarah. Like, show me this. That's credit to it, Sam. It is Hick. odd they wouldn't show it. Credit, credit to Sam Hick in there for pointing that out to us. And then um, it's all, that's also strange that so that happens, and then Ben's like, "Oh, I need to ride with Tyson going forward." Like I, that's just very incongruent to me. That's what makes no sense. Because so my thing is that I don't think people should go out of their way and put themselves at risk to throw in quote unquote perceived threats to the final and jeopardize their standing mm-hmm. in the game. But at this point in time. It's not re- it's not really going to be a risk for any of these guys if they're in a power position to throw in Tyson. This is well, there might only be one elimination left. Exactly, right? Or or even a little bit, even a little bit earlier. I don't think that they were at major risks of of being able to get him into elimination. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it is odd. I think I, if he doesn't win, like this is going to be one of the worst male winners of the past couple seasons for sure, right? Have we had a? How, who are the? We men haven't that... had a fluky male winner in a long time. Because I mean, think, like if we look, if, even if we count all stars, let's say we've had West one, we have had West, and then CT winning Spyglass as double agents. You have MJ, who's I'll be a controversial on all stars too, but I still consider him better than any of the guys on this season. And you have yes and all Better than Tyson? Uh, not t- not in Tyson division. Tyson's in his okay. own bracket. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was speaking about the rest of these jabronis okay. right now. Yeah. Keep going. Um, the last... Got two CT, got two, then you got Johnny winning Total Madness, and then CT, Rogan, and Jordan winning War of the Worlds 2. Even with that being a team season, I would say all three of those guys are better than any of the non-Tyson guys by a clear margin. Yeah. And then you've got, like, Turbo and World of the Worlds 1. Haha, good luck. Any of them beating Turbo. Like... Hunter is definitely better than them. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, Hunter's got a pretty limited skill set, but he's still way better, I would say, than any of these guys. Like, right, if you put so him in eliminate any sort of physical elimination against any of these dudes, it's the, a wrap, man. The All right, so here's the is, two fluky winners I can think of, okay? Sorry, I'm going to break in here. Here are the two fluky winners you have to compare these people to. Cousin from Battle of the Bloodlines and Dunbar, who won Cutthroat. Yeah, I think the answer is Jamie on, Dun- uh, on Bloodlines. Like, I don't know. That's yeah, the last kind of fluky winner. But I would, I wouldn't even men. say he was that fluky. Like, if you look at those teams heading into the season, he would have been. Well, that whole cast was rather season. weak on the male side. So. It, it, it is pretty poor. But I, I don't know that he did anything that would have really negated his win. Whereas the rest of these guys, again, it's like Tyson has obviously been exceptional, and then Danny we think should be good, and then like everybody else is like, come on, bro. Oh, we're missing somebody else that's really important. Tyler winning Cutthroat and Rivals back to back. Oh, there's some of these people are better than Tyler, though. Even Tyler no, in that not, at that point, not not a chance, man. Tyler was Tyler was very successful in those seasons. He won eliminations. He showed to be smart. He had great, fantastic swimmer, probably the best swimmer in the history of the show. He, you know, he, he's able to maneuver himself in the game. I, I think he at least, if you actually level them up as competitors, I can see what you're saying. But in terms of what they did to achieve the win, I think he was way more deserving than anybody else would be. Okay. I'll I'll take the argument. That's why I threw his name out there because it's like when I'm going through the, the the list of winners that I would consider below the level of tier of some of the winners we've had: Tyler, Cousin, and um, 
who was the other person I said? Dunbar would be the people that I would put in that bracket because Dunbar didn't win shit in Cutthroat other than make the final. So. All right. Going forward and looking at the rest of the season, and I think we probably just had this conversation now, who do we think are the favorites for the men and the women? For, for the women, even though you think Justine has a good chance to win, Rob, or you said you think she wins, or do you think that she is the favorite? I think she'll win. You think I, she'll I, win? I, favorite's a hard word because, like, like for example, I think the Chiefs should be the favorite in the AFC West, but I would pick the Chargers to win. Like, I think that, you know, like, based on... Like, I think she should be the favorite, but I think Justine will win. So I would have Justine number one on my rankings right now. I... Was the... I, I was just thinking about this. So in the context of that line that they added in from David, was that added in when it was her turn to go in the mission? Was it was that while she was going, place? yeah. It was while she was going during the mission. Yeah. I... I, it would be difficult for you to convince me that Angela is not going to win this. Can I get some odds from you then? Okay, help me out here, Trace. I'd give you three to one. Three to one's pretty soft, man. Like, what would you have her in the rankings right now? Justine. Yeah. Three or four. That's a, you're saying there's a 33 percent chance she wins though with those odds. I know, that's pretty well, what good. You, but like, what if you do four and a half to one? No. Why not? Because this these finals are a fucking crapshoot, man. You could be the worst oh, female in that final and still luck your way into a but win. But there's, there's like, still so many women left. Well, let's put it this way: we we've crossed Cash's name off, and I feel very confident about that. But I can't cross off Kayla. I can't cross off Alyssa. I can't cross off Angela. So really it's like it's that that's what we're at. I, 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 I would like give you better odds. These finals are such a crapshoot, man. You just don't know. But I'm just saying like by her true odds right now. How, how many women are left? Seven? Six. It's sixteen percent. I just six. did the math. So her true odds would be six to one. No, it would be Yeah, and I'm not taking that risk with these finals. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. You have to factor in odds on how shitty some of these finals are. But even if it's if it's if it's six people, whether or not it's like a really competitive competition, or if it's just coin flipping, like it's still six to one is still their base set of odds. It doesn't matter how random it is. Yeah, but that's why I try not to ch- get too crazy on these bets on the challenge because it's just it's not like the NFL where there is a governed rule book and there is a governed set of rules that every team abides by. This is the challenge. They make shit up all the time. So you can't, in my opinion, use true odds in this show. You can make odds, but you almost have to take the set odds and then work your way down a little bit unless you want to give me, like, (laughs) if you were to look at me and say, okay, uh, Cachet is the favorite right now, and you wanted twelve to one odds. I'd give them to you because there's no chance in fucking hell that's what do you, gonna happen. So, what do you think the implied probability that she wins is, Rob? So, if an even split would suggest that it's sixteen percent across the board, if if it was everyone had the same true talent, wh- what do you think that her chances to win are? Forty percent. Forty percent. It's aggressive, Rob. That's aggressive. I think she's going to win. 
Maybe more like maybe more like thirty-seven and a half, but I, I think there are strong chance to win. I'd have her as my favorite. Then, if uh, if Justine's odds Angela, are that high, then, then Kayla's Jenny. are also that high for the record because Kayla's gotten th- way so more much. screen time and gotten way more stuff than she has. Based on your logic, that's where I'm coming from. Based on your logic, then you have to put her in that same bracket. No, not necessarily. I, I think she's a step down. It's also like how they're being aired. Like Kayla's been pretty involved in the narrative just because she's like she's been either winning or in eliminations. And like she has like Leo this episode, she has a tight, has a really strong tie to Kat. Justine doesn't have that with anybody. So. Doesn't have what? Yeah. Like a really strong pair. Like a, like because if Leo's in trouble, then they're gonna cut to Kayla because she that's the one connection there. Justine doesn't I really just... have that connection with anybody outside of maybe Cachet. I feel like throughout the season, we would have gotten more sprinkled in confessions from her. I feel like she's been borderline invisible most of the season. Well, then you should give me better odds. No, because it's a dumb bet. (laughs) (laughs) And as we saw in All-Stars 2, you don't even have to complete the final to win it. So, like, you know. What what if we do 3.75 to 1? I'll think about it. Talk, we'll talk next week. Bad TV. I'll give you plus. Yeah, so I'll, 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 give, I'll give you plus 230. No, I'm not going to not take his 3 to 1 and then take your plus 230. I'm just saying that that's what I'll give left. you. I'm just saying that that's what I'll give you. I'm not taking that. There's right, six people fine. left. All right. I'm aware. I was going to say, we'll talk next Andrew? week. We'll talk next week. We'll see how it goes. We have a female elimination. All right, fine. I, I do actually have to jump out of here in a second. All right, so to, to finish up Devin's question, right now it's hard to pick against Angela. Could I see someone else winning? Sure. But she's been involved in everything and performed extremely well, so it would be difficult for me to pick against Angela. And same for Tyson. Like, it just – all signs are pointing to them being the winners. Now, they might not be, but – I think that's the odds on favorites at the moment. I think they have to have her on the main show. I, I think she's yes. dynamic enough. I think she's physically capable enough that she would be miles better than a lot of the people that we've seen in recent seasons. It's funny because coming out of Big Brother, a lot of people would have said she was as much furniture, even more furniture than Casey was. Yeah. But she's at least been a bit more... She just seems to be a bit more creative politically, whereas Casey just is kind of like, we got our group, we're going to stay in a nest, and we're just going to walk to the final, which has worked. Yeah. Someone just said that there's seven women left. Which, I don't know. That's what I thought. It's, uh... So we got... That's why I still think there's going to be a purge before the final. They're only going to let four people in the final, and they're going to have some qualifier. No, there's only six. Alyssa, Angela, Cache, Kayla... Desi, Justine. There's six women. Okay. Then, yeah, did you say good. Sarah? Alyssa, Angela, Cache, Kayla, Desi, Justine. Oh, Sarah. Yep, seven. So there's seven. Man, how'd you forget her? How could I, I mean, she wanted to move over to the guys. Jordan today, Wisely so Jr. You, you moved her on the wrong bracket. Yeah. I, I, I Jordan do have Wisely Jr. without any wins, by the way. Because at least Jordan wins sometimes. She hasn't won anything. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh... We finished our first live show. Uh, someone was saying that my audio was going in and out, so I don't know if we can count this one as a complete success, but we did it. Thank you for listening, everyone. Talk to you again soon. Have a good weekend. Bye.